How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 39 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and uh, today we are recording from the new apartment. So uh, hopefully the acoustics are still good. Uh, we're right by a window now, and uh, there is traffic outside. So, And uh, in Walnut Creek, there are subwoofers everywhere, apparently. So uh, hopefully one of those guys doesn't drive by. It's late at night, so we should be fine. Um, so, and I'll try and edit those out if that does happen. Um, so today we are going to start a week long series of, they were A's. That's, uh, that's my idea. And I'm very excited about this. So we're going to talk about some guys, uh, some of them, all of them you'll know, uh, to varying degrees. So we'll go into a little bit more history on like today's guy and, you know, the surrounding stuff of, uh, this one. And then, uh, there's guys that are still playing that you're like, oh yeah, they, they didn't necessarily, I won't get into it. There, there's going to be a whole week of this, so it'll be fun. But uh, they were A's starting today with uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, so he, he didn't play much, but he played enough to be considered a Philadelphia Athletic for a few games. Um, so we're going to talk about him today, but before I get into that, uh, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter. Uh, that is also Locked On A's on Instagram. I am at by Jason B personally, and then uh, if you have mailbag questions or anything like that for us, you can reach us via email at lockedonathletics at gmail.com. So uh, that's all that. Let's get into the show. So I feel like I should start off this thing with uh, just a little bit of a history lesson on who Shoeless Joe Jackson uh, was and why we know his name and, you know, why he's uh, a person that we talk about today. Um, spoiler alert, he didn't last with the A's very long. That's why this segment is called They Were A's. Um, I'm going to keep saying it like that. I, I think it's fun. Um, so I'm reading this. I'm reading a couple of books right now because uh, one's in for bedtime and one's for couch time. So uh, I got, got plenty of time on my hands. And those are my two places to sit. Um, so uh, one of the books that I'm reading is by Lou Friedman. It's called Connie Mack's First Dynasty. Um, and in that one, he says that, uh, you know, after Joe Jackson left the Philadelphia athletes, uh, athletics, uh, he went on to fame in Cleveland and infamy in Chicago. Um, and that is actually quite accurate because he went from, you know, the A's where he wasn't really playing to, uh, Cleveland where he became, uh, an MVP candidate for four years. And then he went to Chicago and he was, uh, involved in the Black Sox scandal of 1919, which, again, is when uh, they tried to, or most of the team is believed to have thrown the World Series to appease bookies and make a little bit of extra money because they thought that the owner was cheap and not paying them. So they were like, hey, you know what? Screw it. Let's do this. Uh, Joe Jackson was part of this, um, but now in time, uh, whether or not he was actually involved or participated, maybe he was paid by the boogies, but then didn't do it because he hit like 350 in the World Series. So he couldn't have been hurting the team too much, or at least not to a, you know, a amount that you'd be like, oh yeah, he's throwing it for sure. Um, so that's why people know him these days, because he was, you know, an all-star caliber player. Uh, there was no all-star game at that point, but he would have been an all-star year after year after year. Uh, and, you know, he was just solid guy and uh some people are rooting for him to be in the hall of fame now because whether or not he participated in the black Sox scandal and throwing the world series it's just an uncertain uh conclusion so uh that's why we still talk about chewless joe jackson um and 
there, there's a part in the book where they talk about how he got his nickname, and I believe it was something to the effect of he wasn't wearing shoes one day, and somebody from the crowd's named just shouted, that guy's shoeless, because uh, that's how people talked in the stands back then, and uh, that, that stuck apparently. Um, I forget why he wasn't wearing shoes, but it was for a reason. I think that, like he, he had just joined the team or something, and the shoes that they gave him didn't fit, and he was like, eh, if I could, I'll just play, play barefoot. So I, I, it was something to that effect. So anyways, that's Sheila's Joe Jackson for you. That's why we're talking about him. Uh, so now I'll give you a little bit about you know his time with the A's and you know afterwards. And uh, there's a little bit of just uh, general time period stuff that I found interesting, too. And I was like, hey, you know what? This is a time to bring this up, so I'll talk about that as well. So uh, he played in 1908 and 1909 with uh, the Connie Mack Philadelphia A's. He totaled 10 games, and uh, he played five in each season, I believe. He spent most of that time in the minor leagues. But uh, when he was with the A's, he had 40 at-bats. He hit a buck 50 with a 171 on-base percentage. Uh, he was purchased by the A's from Greenville, which was part of the Carolina Association, just one of the many, many minor leagues that were vying to be a major league, but uh, not. So he was purchased by the A's for $1,000. Um, and then, so that, that's how they got him. They, they were spending money just all willy-nilly like that. And uh, he he wasn't playing a whole bunch with Connie Mack and the A's, uh, partially because the A's had Rube Waddell, who was a... He's a pitcher, so that's not why he wasn't playing. But uh, he he was a headache. If you've read anything about him, he would just disappear and just go, you know, play for other teams. Uh, not major league teams, but just go to like a field and be like, I'm going to play with these guys today. And, you know, it was hard for Connie Mack to keep track of him at times. And at the same time, uh, Shoeless Joe was from the South and he got homesick quite a bit. And he was illiterate, so he couldn't read anything. And he just felt isolated and he didn't like being in a big city of Philadelphia and he just never really got acclimated to being in the big city and that's partial I mean that's why it is believed that he struggled with the A's and didn't quite put it together until they went to you know Cleveland um so he wasn't performing partially because of you know the situation that he was in and Connie Mack didn't necessarily have the patience to have another guy that he had to you know babysit on a uh, frequent basis so that's uh kind of what led to him being shipped off um the other reason is that the a's had lots of really good outfielders at the time so in 1910 the 1910 philadelphia a's had uh again these names are not going to be familiar but their stats are pretty good uh they had topsy hartzell he uh he was the worst of the bunch he had a 97 ops plus so that uh ops plus again is uh 100 is league average so he's three percent below league average but Joe Jackson was at like 42, so he was twice as good as Shoeless Joe Jackson at this point. And then uh, they had Rube Oldring, and he had a 141 OPS plus, so he was quite good. And then they had Danny Murphy, who had a 142 OPS plus. So they had a pretty decent trio in the outfield, and people played every day back then. So uh, that's there was no, really no reason or you know no way for him to get playing time and just get acclimated to the major leagues. That's why he wasn't playing. So uh, that's how that worked out. And so this is how little the A's thought of him at this point. Or, you know, maybe they just were trying to make a deal and they were like, ah, this is fine. Um, so in 1910, he was the player to be named later in a trade with the Cleveland Naps. Uh, the Cleveland Naps are currently the Cleveland Indians. 
They were called the Cleveland Naps because they had Nap LaJoie on their team, Hall of Famer Nap LaJoie. And uh, they just changed their name all willy-nilly because they could back then. I think they were the Cleveland Bronchos before that. They are like, no, 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 we're the Naps now because we got this guy and he's great. Uh, I wish teams did that more. Just, you know, keep the home team name, you know, like Cleveland or Oakland or whatever. And then just name it after the player that's good on your team. That's fun. Uh, so we'd be like the the Oakland Chaps or Oles. I don't know. Hey, if you have a good uh, Oakland old timey name for us, tweet us at Locked On A's, and uh, I'll, I'll retweet them because this could be a lot of fun. Um, so, anyways, he was the player to be named later in the Napoleonic led Indians trade, and uh, the trade netted the A's Briss Lord, who they had had previously. Uh, they got rid of him, brought him back. So they had, you know, he was an outfielder. It was fine. They didn't need an outfielder, but they got rid of Shoeless Joe. And they also got rid of uh, Maury Rath in that uh, in that trade. Uh, Briss Lord was the outfielder that they got, and he had previously played with the A's, but uh, he had seen his offensive production uh, decline over the time that he was with the A's. Um, but after not playing in 1908... His production picked up with Cleveland, and then that's why he was reacquired, because he was actually, you know, turning it around. And he, he actually played well for the Philadelphia A's in that period of time. So I want to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with a bunch more history. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't found the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for their durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But with Withings Body Plus, it gives you weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. So Shoeless Joe Jackson in his first full season with Cleveland, he hit 408 with a 193 OPS plus and finished fourth in MVP voting. So uh, he didn't take too much time letting the A's know that they had messed up on that one. Uh, that feels familiar. So uh, it's been a historical trend, I think, for the A's. They just like, ah, oh, we're going to be really good, and then we're going to get rid of some guys, and uh, we'll get into why they, you know, some of the what ifs here in a second. Um, but he is definitely more uh, well known for his time with the White Sox, um, you know, for unfortunate reasons if he didn't actually do it, uh, and for damn good reasons if he did. So this is just a quick quote from the book that I mentioned by Lou Friedman, Connie Mack's First Dynasty. He says, uh, at one point, Ben Scheib, who was at, you know, Scheib Park, uh, it was Connie Mack's co-owner with the A's, was quizzed by a Cubs official impressed by Jackson. Charles Murphy asked Scheib how he ever let Shoeless Joe get away, and he said, quote, 
I guess Bernard must have hypnotized Connie. So the main question is, how how good could the Philadelphia A's have been if they had kept shoeless Joe Jackson? And uh, I think my honest assessment is not much would have necessarily changed. They may have won one more World Series, but I mean, they were already fantastic from 1910 to 1914. They dominated the American League. Uh, they won three championships at that amount of time. Um, and I mean, could the run have lasted longer? With the way things panned out, probably not. Um, so what happened after 1914? They lost to the Miracle uh, Braves. And uh, some had speculated that the A's threw the World Series. Uh, Connie Mack denied that later on. Um, so who's to say? I don't know. I had never heard about that until not too long ago. So uh, I assume that there's not much uh, credibility to that statement. But uh, anyways, I digress. Um, so what happened then after the 1914 season is a third league aimed to be the, a third major league. And that was the federal league. <clears throat> and, uh, what they started doing was just rating teams of their top talent and the A's having been to four world series in five years and winning three of those, uh, they had lots of top talent that people were after. So they teams in the federal league just started offering outlandish contracts and Connie Mack was kind of a frugal guy, and he was like, I'm not matching these. That's ridiculous. So he kind of just let his guys walk because he wasn't going to be paying these exorbitant salaries. So uh, that's how that played out. And, I mean, if Shoeless Joe was with the team, would that have changed anything? Probably not. He probably would have been one of the guys that got picked off too. Um, I do find it kind of funny after having read the Connie Mack, uh, parts of the Connie Mack book, uh, not too not terribly far into that one either, but uh, it did say that when they came into you know the American League in 1901, uh, the National League was looking at the new American League as like a little brother, and they were like, "These guys suck. Get them the hell out of here," and all that stuff. And uh, so they were like, "Oh, let's just uh, let's steal some players. Screw it." And on the Philadelphia Phillies was the aforementioned Nap Lajoie, who later played for Cleveland. And uh, that's one of the guys that the A's stole from the Philadelphia Phillies. So they got Nap Lajoie, uh, future Hall of Famer Nap Lajoie. I really hope that I'm saying that right, because uh, I am not good at French. And it could just be Lajoie, or so. I'm going with Lajoie. Um, so, and basically his comp score on baseball reference, it likens him to uh, the most to Honus Wagner. So they just stole a Honus Wagner. Or for more modern uh, comparison there, his fourth comp was Tony Gwynn. So, I mean, that's not a bad starting block either. Uh, just add future Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn to your roster to uh, start your tenure as a franchise. Uh, they don't do that anymore. Sometimes in hockey, like the Las Vegas Golden Knights. But in baseball, you have to suck for at least a couple of years, I think. I don't know if that historically adds up, but uh, I know that the Marlins had to wait like five years until they won a World Series, and the Diamondbacks had to wait a few too, so uh, you got to pay your dues, obviously. Um, the A's were actually in the 1902 World Series, so they didn't have to pay their dues either. Um, history lessons, guys. Um, so that's all that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I really got on the A's history right now. Shoeless Joe Jackson. He was an A? Um, and then tomorrow we're going to have another one, and... Uh, so on and so forth throughout the rest of the week. As far as the real world goes, I hope you guys are all staying safe, 
washing your hands, uh, staying at home as much as you possibly can, uh, because uh, that's how we're going to get back to you know going outside again. It, it'll be fun. Um, so I'll have another episode up tomorrow, and uh, once I find my power cord here at the new apartment, because this computer is running out of juice. So in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnAs. I am at ByJasonB. Uh, for Instagram, it is also LockedOnAs. You can email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, those are all the social media channels. Uh, if you feel so inclined, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever other podcasts are, if uh, that's an option for you. Um, so yeah, that'd be great. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, do all that fun stuff, because uh, this is what we're doing all week. We have more they were a's players um and if you have other a's that uh are barely known not like frank thomas because we all watched him play like a decade ago but you know other players that you're like oh they were in the system or remember when uh kind of guys tweet them at us and i'll look them up and maybe we can make this two or week two or three week thing it'd be fun but i'm gonna get out of here right now oakland so stay indoors and celebrate good times oakland and i will talk with you guys tomorrow